Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. Here at Emmanuel Church, we believe that God wants to meet us where we're at. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can listen to the message from our Sunday worship experience. We would love for you to stay connected with us by visiting our website at myemmanuelchurch.com or at any social media platform at My Emmanuel Church. We hope you enjoy this message. Welcome, welcome. If you're here watching us for the first time, we are so glad that you join us. If you don't, uh, just to introduce myself, I am Pastor Gabe, and along with my wife, Lajinska, we have the honor of pastoring here at Emmanuel Church. I want to say thank you to our worship team. They always do a great job uh, every week. being able to lead us into the presence of God. And even though if you are at home, I hope that you are worshiping alongside with us so that you can also feel what we are feeling here. Because God moves, even if we are separate from each other, God moves and God can do great things. So so don't forget that. Don't forget. God can do great things no matter if you are not here with us in person. So we are glad that you can join us here today. Um, we are not doing like an official series, although I am work, I'm doing like these uh, last week and these this week and next week. I'm going to be talking on some topics uh, that I didn't give a title for a series, but... Um, we're thankful that you can join us. So don't forget to join us again next week. And uh, don't forget that you can continue uh, to give and support uh, by going to myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. Um, and uh, we, we very much appreciate it. We know times are hard. We know times are tough. I, I definitely feel that myself. And uh, we're praying for all of you and continue to pray for you. So thank you for joining us one more time. And I'm getting ready to get into the word. So let's just say a quick prayer over the word. And I hope that you receive today from what God has to say. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be here, to give a chance to be able to give the word this morning, Lord. And I pray that I'll be able to give encouragement and that they will receive encouragement from your word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I said, this this is an unofficial series. Last week, I talked about dealing with burnout, uh, dealing with tiredness. How do we get and overcome that? And I, I have just been wanting to share from my heart things that I have been working on myself and that God has been bringing me through. And I feel like a lot of us are also experiencing during this time right now. Uh, Quarantine and the world around us has us. uh, COVID-19 and everything has us uh, on edge, you know. I've been seeing a lot of memes online uh, spread like, man, we're going to get to we're going to get to December 31st. It's going to be 1159 and we're counting down and then the year is just not going to change. You know, we're just going to stay in 2020. And and that that's frustrating because we want it to be over. We want things to go back to being better or normal. But it just seems like everything is troublesome. And so today I want to talk about the topic of worry and anxiety. Worry and anxiety, because I feel a lot of us right now are feeling a lot of worry, are feeling a lot of anxiety. Um, maybe we're worried about how can we stay safe in our current environment, you know? Uh, we were worried about people not taking proper dis- uh, uh 
taking proper uh, safety measures. They're not staying six feet apart. You know, they always want to hug. They always want to high five. Uh, they're not wearing a mask. And you're just like, you yeah, know, please, six feet apart. I, I, I don't want to get sick. You know, we're trying we're trying to stay safe. And so we're worried. We're worried about what we, uh, what's going to happen for school. I know a lot of students... Uh, uh, our students are, 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 are on a place right now where they're not even sure. Some schools are doing online only. Some schools are doing both. Some schools haven't decided yet. And so it, it's, it's frustrating and it's worrisome because we don't know what's going to happen next. And I have been filled with my share of worries during this time as well. And, and I've, I've had a lot like to share with you, just what the, to share with you just some of them. Um, I've been worried about uh, the quality of our live streams, and I hope we've been doing a good job. And, you know, I've been worried every week about technical difficulties. Just this morning in our Spanish service, we started our online service, and there was no sound for like five, six minutes. And so we had to restart. And um, that's our, our main sound guy isn't here this week, so we were struggling a little bit. But I, I worry about those things. I worried about... When we're going to reopen or whenever we do reopen, are people even going to come back? Are people even going to watch the live stream? Are people going to share the live stream? Are people going to be like my preachings? I worry about that every single week. Like, I, and I hope that you do, you know, that you're just not tuning me out. And you're like, ah, worship's over. Bye, Pastor Gabe. <laughs> you know, I, would, I wouldn't blame you. No, I would do that. <laughs> but um, so it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I've been struggling with these worries myself, and they've caused me stress, and they've caused me sleepless nights, and to the point where I've even had issues. You know how people, you know, when you're, you're stressed during the day, sometimes you grind your teeth at night, and you wake up, and your jaw hurts, and you're like, why does my jaw hurt? I found myself doing that in the middle of the day, like clenching my teeth and clenching my jaw, and I'm just like, man, I'm stressed. I'm worried. I'm anxious. How can I deal with it? How can we deal with worry and anxiety in our life? And so I'm going to share with you uh, uh, from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verses 4 to 9. And I am going to explain what this verse has to do with, um, and it, it might, might seem unobvious at first, but I'm going to explain what this has to do with how we can overcome worry in our life. But I also want to talk about how, what worry is and where it comes from in the first place. So Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 9 say like this. And some, fa some famous verses are here. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say it, rejoice. Let your, let your great, you let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned and received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. So, the Apostle Paul has given us some advice about what, 
how, what to do with our anxieties, what to do with our worries. But it starts off really weird, and he tells us, rejoice in the Lord. Like, when you're worried about stuff, and when you're anxious about stuff, when you're stressed out, that's the last thing on your mind. You're, you're not, like, celebrating. Like, but Paul's like, hey, celebrate, rejoice, be happy. This is how we start all of this off. And it's like, but Paul, what does it have to do with our worries? And so to start and understand why Paul starts that way and why Paul talks about it this way, I want us to know what worry is. Worry is, you know, it's a chain of thoughts. It's our mind thinking ahead to the future. It's our thinking ahead to situations, circumstances. Uh, It's us playing out a mental movie of what the future might be like. And a lot of times, this might seem harmless at first. You know, we like to do that. We like to think and imagine. I don't know about you, but I like to daydream. I find myself daydreaming a lot. Um, Sometimes I'll just zone out and I just like I'm thinking about like all kinds of things playing out situations and different stuff in my mind sometimes I'm imagining that I'm like on vacation like right now I'm a lot everybody wants to go on vacation uh we want to we want to be places we want to go places we want to do things uh we want to be with our friends and sometimes we can't and 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 that's normal, normal life. We we think about things, we worry about things, we imagine things. But worry is often taking those things and shedding a negative light on them. It's trying to solve problems that don't even exist yet. It's trying to take control of the future, which is not even here yet. We're, we're putting ourselves through this process. And a lot of times we're wearing ourselves down mentally and we cause ourselves to fear. Worry, the outcome of worry ultimately is fear of our future, fear of our circumstances, fear of things that we cannot control, fear of things that we might uh, think uh, that we might fail when it comes to certain stuff. Fear that we are just going to lose out on having things good, our life being good. And worry is natural, though. We we feel it. We think about it. You know, especially when it comes to things or people that we care for. You know, we don't like. You know, uh, you know, we worry about things like, man, I hope my friends are okay. I hope my family is okay. We we want them to be okay. We want them to be healthy. We think about these things, and so worry is natural. What is unnatural is when we allow worry to take hold of us, and it becomes fear. Fear then freezes us in place. When we worry too much, we become unable to make decisions. We become unable to, to take action in our life because all we see is the negative outcome. Have you ever done that? Like you create scenarios in your mind that are like doomsday scenarios that are just like uh, completely unlikely, you know. It's like, man, well, you know, I'm just going to die. I'm just going to face that this is going to be the worst time of my life. I cannot believe it. This is the worst thing I've ever done in my entire life. And we think so much uh, negatively about ourselves. We, we, we become unable to do anything. We become unable to trust God. We become unable to have, uh, to have faith. We become unable to move forward in life because worry has gripped us. And the problem with that is because when we worry, worry, like I said, is natural. But when we worry, we assume that we are able to control anything and everything in our future. 
Worry assumes that we can actually do something about it. Because there's some things in life you just can't, you know? Natural disasters and things like that. Those things happen and we wonder, well, why Why isn't God doing something? Why, why couldn't I do something? And sometimes things happen that we have no control over and then we blame ourselves for it. We worry that, man, what if I did something? Couldn't I have done something to change this? Could I have done something to change the outcome? Could I have done something different that might have helped this situation? But worry assumes that we can control things. We think worry sometimes is a good thing. We think it's going to benefit us. Well, you know, I'm just thinking ahead. I like to think ahead. I like to plan ahead. But that's not what worry is. Worry is just beating ourselves down mentally. We're just beating our, ourselves up. Uh, Matthew six twenty seven. Uh, Jesus was telling everybody that was listening to him. He said, um, "What what what is anxiety? What what does it earn you to be anxious about anything? Can you change anything about it? Can you change anything?" He, he basically tells them, "You being worried about stuff isn't going to change the future, but we think it does. We we think it does, so we try to. So we try to change the future by our worry." But worry is not going to worrying about things is not going to change. All it's going to do is going to give you more white hair, <laughs> more gray hair. It's going to stress you out more. It's going to give you anxiety. It's going to it's going to give you all kinds of because not only does worry stress us out mentally, but it, it can also affect us physically. It can tire us out physically. We can end up being so tired because our brain has been running at a thousand miles per hour every day, worried about the future. It, it can cause all kinds of other stuff. I, I, I was, I, during my study for this message, I was seeing that wor- people who have a constant, uh, constant and excessive worry in their lives can even cause themselves stomach ulcers, all kinds of fatigue and, and mental problems, mental uh, health issues, and, and it, it, it extends to all of us. So we try to, to not worry, you know. Because the Bible tells us, don't be anxious. Don't worry about anything. Just trust God. That's easier said than done, right? You know, it's easier. It's easy to read. Don't be anxious. It's like, it's just, but I understand it like this. To me, when, when, what I've learned when reading the Bible is when God tells you not to be afraid, he's not telling you to actually not be afraid. He's telling you, don't let fear take control. And so when the Bible tells us, when God tells us, don't be anxious, he says, he's not telling us, don't, don't worry, don't, don't have anxiety. He's saying, don't let anxiety take control. Don't let worry take control. Because there is something that you can do about it. Except a lot of the times, what we think we can do about worry is to ignore it. Like well, well, you know, I just I'm just gonna put it put it to the back of my head, and, and I'm just not gonna think about it. I'm not gonna worry, and, and everything's gonna be okay. Or we try to we try to ignore, we try to suppress it, we try to uh, change our change our change uh, what we're doing. We try to occupy ourselves with something else. We try to stay busy with all kinds of stuff around us so that we don't have to worry. We, we, want to, we want to keep it away from our minds as much as possible. But, and I know it might seem weird to say this, but the way you, you, the way you deal with worry isn't to suppress it, it's to express it. We have to be able to express our worries. Just like any other kind of emotion in life, if you bottle it up, it's going to explode. If you bottle up your anger, 
it's going to explode. You're going to end up punching a wall or a person. Don't do that. <laughs> if you bottle up your worry, it's going to explode and you can have a breakdown. You can have an anxiety attack. Even if you think I've never been prone to this before in my life, it's possible that I, you, it's possible that that can happen. If you bottle up sadness, you're going to end up being numb. The same as that. If we bottle it up, bottle it up, it's not going to do us any good. We have to express it. So how do we do that? How do we deal with worry in our lives? And, and there is a, I have one disclaimer on this. I am not a mental health expert. So if you are facing anxiety and, and, and worry and you've tried and you've prayed and you've done some of the things that I'm going to talk about today and it's still not working, there's a chance that you might need help professionally other than what I can offer you spiritually. So don't, so don't just say, well, you know, the pastor said this and this is going to save me. This is going to change me. No, I am not a mental health professional. So if you need help, get help. And that's the part of what I'm going to say here in a second. But now let's look back at what Paul is saying. When we choose to express our worry to God, we learn that it does not have power over us, but that God has power over it. God has ultimate power over our worry. So the Apostle Paul tells us, how do you deal with worry? In verse 6, he says, do not be anxious about anything. Okay, Paul, you know, uh, we get it. But it says in every situation, first of all, how do we do it? By prayer and petition. By prayer and petitions. That's what I'm by express it. When you, when you have worry, we might tend to, like I said, want to, to ignore it. Put it away, put it out of, out of sight, out of mind. We think that it's not going to bother us anymore. But it will, subconsciously. So instead, Paul says, by prayer and petition, this is how you deal with worry. You express it to God. First, you express it to God. This is how we deal with it. When we have a worry about something, God, I don't know if I'm going to have enough money. Tell God about it. He already knows what you're going through here and already knows what you're thinking. But when you express it, you are putting it in its place. You are putting it out of your control, which it already is, and into God's control. You say, God, I don't know if I'm going to have money. Help me with that. God, I don't know what's going to happen with school. Help me with that. God, I don't know if I'm going to have a job. Help me with that. God, I don't know what, it, what I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to get married in this quarantine. Help me with that. God, how am I, am I going to stay single forever? Help me with that. When we worry about things, but we worry in the right direction, then we're doing something proactive about it. So pray about it. Ask God about it. Pray, pray that he changes your mind and changes your situation. Because you cannot just keep it inside. You have to express it. Number two, Paul says, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. What is thanksgiving? That's praise. Thanking God. Because when we... What worry does is it makes us focus on all the bad things, all the wrong things that can happen. But God says, if you worship instead of worry, then you remember that there is good things that can happen. You, you forget about the negative stuff in life and for a moment, and your worship magnifies God in your situation. Thank God for what he's done. You know, you're worried about finances, God, but you've already provided for me up until this point. So I'll, thank you for that. God, you know, I don't know what my life is going to look like in the future, but thank you that you've brought me this far. You know, God, I've been struggling with sin, but you've, you've helped me out in the past and saved me from that before. So I thank you for that. When we worship, it, it 
takes our focus off of the future and moves it to the present where God already is and reminds us that not only has he worked in our past, but he's working in our future. So we have to be thankful. We have to be worshipful. We have to present our request to God. And it says, okay, so the next part, Paul says, is that the peace of God comes upon you. But there's a little bit more he says about it in the next verses that follow. He says, all right, but don't forget, think on these things. Why do we need to think on these things? Because worry, like I said before at the beginning, worry is a pattern of thought. It's how we think. And if you know how your brain works, this has always fascinated me. The, the human mind is like a, so complex and it's in, so interesting to me. I've read a lot, tons of stuff on it. I am not a medical expert. But the way our brains form memories, form habits or anything like that is when we do something over and over again. And what that does is it creates a new neurological pathway in our mind. And the more we do that thing, the more we think about something, the stronger that pathway is, the stronger and easier it gets to think that way. That's why when you think about athletes or, or um, people that, ex- that show all kinds of uh, great reflexes and things like that, that's because as a result of constant practice, their brain now knows how to do it without them having to think about it. Do you, do you have habits that you do without even thinking? Like, we, we, we do. We have those. Like, I don't, if, you, if you are a driver, I know I've done this before. My brain goes on autopilot sometimes when I'm going home. And I end up home and I'm like, how would I get here? <laughs> like, that is not safe. <laughs> but my brain does it and it, it knows the way. It has created a pathway in my mind how to get home. And so sometimes it doesn't need me to even be aware of what is going on. But conversely, on the other hand, it also does that with negative things. If our habit is to worry about something, it's going to worry about it. If our habit is to speak negatively about about our situations, it's going to speak negative about it. Because that's the strongest path in your brain. So what we have to do is like in Romans 12, chapter 2, it says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that's why Paul tells us in verse, in those verses, don't forget though, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. He says, change the way you think. Change the way you think. Instead of worrying, instead of every time you start worrying about something, well, well, instead of I do that, well, what, what, what would God do in this situation? Instead of that, what if I give this situation to God? Then that will become our habit. That will become the first thing that we do instead of starting to worry. We'll say, man, this is a difficult circumstance in life. Here it is, God. Here it is. We have to change the way we think. And the more we do that, the more we are aware of it, the easier it will get to put our focus on God instead of our circumstances. So we have to change the way we think. But not only that, at the end of that, Paul says this, but put it into action. Put it into action. He says, this is all good and well if I tell you all of this. But it is worthless if you do nothing with it. There are so many times, like, and I know, I know, it can be hard to remember things. 
life is not easy uh, with everything that we are doing and all the information that is thrown at us. It can be easy from today to tomorrow to forget everything that I just told you. That's why the sermon is available online, on podcasts, on YouTube, on Facebook, to watch it again. (laughs) If you need to watch it again. Because we need to remind ourselves, Paul says, put it into action. Don't just, don't just amen me. Don't just say, oh, that's good, pastor. Don't just do that. He says, don't, don't just like this letter. You know, they didn't have likes back then, but like if Paul sent the letter and just like, like, sometimes we do that. We, we like a comment, we like a picture and we just scroll on through. We don't even remember what it was because that's our habit. We say, oh yeah, that's cool. But he says, put it into action. Whatever you have seen me done. And he says, look at me. You know that I have had circumstances where I've faced so much. I've been beaten half to death. I've been shipwrecked. I've been thrown in prison. And in fact, while he was writing this, he was in prison. And he tells people, so look at me. Look at what I've done. And a few verses later, he tells us, I've been in situations where I've had nothing. And I've also been in situations where I've had plenty, more than I needed. Yet... I have learned to be content. I have learned not to worry because my trust is in God. I've changed the way I've thought. I've put it into action. Every time I start to worry, I start to remember God is good though. I start to start to pray about it instead of thinking, thinking ahead. I start to thank God for all that he's done. I start to think about all the things that he has already done in my life and said, you know what? If God has done it before, he can do it again. You know, instead of saying, God, I don't have no money, say, God, I don't have money, but you will provide. Put it into action. Put it in, putting it into action is prayer. Yes, and it's, it's all these things, but it's also getting support. Having the right support around you. The Apostle Paul was talking about the Philippian church in this chapter 2, and he says, I am so grateful for y'all because when nobody else, nobody else wanted to support me. You did. You didn't even have a lot, but when nobody else wanted to be behind me, you were. We need that right support because sometimes we can surround ourselves with people that we think are our friends. And they're just acquaintances, acquaintances, really. We think that we know them. We think that they've got us. But when push comes to shove, they're not around. When dark times come, when the hard times come, when life gets difficult... We need to surround ourselves with the right people, the right support. That's why we want you to go to e-groups. Because you want and need the right support. And like I said, action can also mean get help. If you can't deal with it on your own, if you cannot, uh, and you have the right support, but it's still not working, that might mean you need help. You need, you need to go somewhere professionally to be able to get that help. Because some of us, general, what it's called is generalized anxiety disorder. And it's a real thing. And it's a real issue that some of us face. And we might need help for that. Combined with that, combined with prayer, combined with support, combined with worship, all of this will help us to overcome worry. So that we will be able to face God and say, you know what? This is all yours. This is all yours. I'm close to being done here. Why? And I'm going to close with this. Why does God want our worries? You know, he tells us, don't worry about it. Tell me about it. Talk to me about it. Why? 
In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, the word says this. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. God wants your cares and your worries and your anxieties. He wants all of that on him because he cares for you. He has done the most for us. And and he tells us when, when he came down, when Jesus came to this earth to give himself, that's what he did on the cross. He took our sin. He took our sickness. He took our problems. He took our, our uh, everything. He took our worries. He took our anxieties. He took it all on him and said, you can give it all to me and you can trust me with it because I care for you. Because I love you. Because everything that I do is so that you can know me and I can know you. He wants us to experience that peace. That's what the Apostle Paul said. If you do all of this, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, that it, it doesn't make sense. Because you can be going through a difficult circumstance in life. But when you do all of this, when you trust in God, peace will be in your heart and say, man, my life is awful right now, but I'm I'm content. I have peace. I'm not worrying. Why? Because God is good. Because his peace is guarding my heart. Because his peace is guarding my mind. And he's with me. And he's with me. So I want to pray with you today. If you want to, if you need Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, or it's been a long time, and you felt far from God, He is here and He cares and He loves you. He cares for you and He loves you. So I want to pray with you. So I want, because I want you to know him and he wants you to know him. He wants you to know that he's here for you. And I want to pray for the rest of us too that might be dealing with worry, that might be dealing with anxiety right now. So if you would close your eyes and everybody that wants to make that decision today that said, I need Jesus today. If you would just lift, it doesn't matter if it looks weird, if you're the only one in the room or there's other people in the room watching right now, just lift up your hand and say, that's me, I need Jesus right now. And I want to pray for it. Pray this prayer with me. I need you, Jesus. I need a change in my life. I want to know your love. And I want to know your peace. So here I am. Here's my life. I give it to you. For anyone that needs that, that pray that prayer right now, God, I pray over them. I pray over them and I welcome to them to the family of God. They are now, they, they now are a new creation. They've got a second chance. They, they've, got, they've got a chance at love. They've got a chance at life with you, Lord. And I, I want them to know that we are surrounding them in prayer in this moment. No matter what people might think for, of them for this decision, we want them to know that they are not alone. 
But no matter what people might say or no matter, no matter what they might fa- feel or the difficulties they might face, we want them to know that they are not alone in this and that we surround them and that we welcome them into this family, Lord. And that they've been changed right now in this moment. And that God is beginning a new work in them. And I want to pray now for all of us that are wor- that are filled with worry, that are filled with anxiety right now. God, right now, over, over the church, over many of us who are feeling worry and anxiety about the world around us, over COVID-19, over the situations in our nation, over inequality, over ju- injustice, over difficult circumstances, over those that are grieving, God, over those that are, are, are not sure where their next where their next meal is going to come from, where their finances are, co- are going to come from, God, who, who are in the middle of the struggle of life right now. God, help us to rely on you. That when, when worry comes, we begin to pray. When worry comes, we begin to give it to you and ask you, God. When worry comes, we begin to thank you for what you've already done. When worry comes, that we begin to think about all the things that you have given us already, all the things that are good about you, God, so that you will step into our lives, step into our storms, and give us peace, Lord. That you will give us peace, God. We believe that right now. We believe that, and we'll begin to trust you, God. Help us to learn that. Help us to learn that today. In Jesus' name we pray. We hope you enjoyed the message today, and we would love to hear the story about how God is using this ministry to change your life. You can share it with us at myemmanuelchurch.com slash mystory. And if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. And if you're in the Houston area, we would love to see you on Sundays at 1130 a.m. Have a blessed week.